Hello there, citizens. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the floaty that will not flush no matter how many times you try in the toilet bowl of crime. I am Darkwing Duck. Telling you, please, talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. <laughs> Whatever the heck that means. After all, you are watching Intellectual Podcast with your ears. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Intellectual Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Dawson. We've been on a bit of a hiatus. Uh, we were recovering from Comic-Con. Comic-Con, the craziness that descends upon San Diego every summer. And we had a great time. Uh, we covered a lot of stuff at Nerd HQ, which is Zachary Levi's kind of mini Comic-Con at Comic-Con that benefits Operation Smile. If you haven't been to our website, go to ixe.us and check out all of the reviews we did from Nerd HQ at Comic-Con this year. Some really great stuff in there. We reviewed uh, the new Star Wars Battlefront game from EA, and uh, we covered almost every panel that happened at Nerd HQ. It was a lot of fun. So be sure to go to the website and check that out. And, uh, you know, uh, enjoy it like we did. Enjoy it with us. And maybe next year you'll come down to Nerd HQ and join us, because I assume we'll be there again next year. And uh, now, let's uh, move right into our episode with Jonathan Maxwell. Those of you here in San Diego recognize that name. Anyway, uh, Jonathan is a a great guy, uh, a really nice guy, um, and an actor. And he's made the move to L.A., and he's he's pursuing his acting in L.A. now. But, you know, he really got his start here in, in San Diego. And uh, we had a really interesting discussion with him about the differences in L.A. and San Diego and kind of making that that change and how that all works, you know, the differences between the two towns and whatnot. And, uh, and things get really deep and personal and interesting. And Jonathan, uh, Jonathan was interesting because he... he He was a little nervous coming into the podcast, but he really, uh, during the course of the conversation, again, this is why I like the long form discussions that the podcasts are. We talk for a long enough time that eventually kind of the barriers come down and we get to really talk about real things, not just, you know, marketing sound bites like you usually get when you hear celebrity interviews on, you know, nighttime talk shows or morning talk shows on the news. These are real conversations and they take real turns the way conversations with people naturally do. And Jonathan really opens up and reveals quite a bit about his history, uh, his recent history, how, how his life was affected by uh, his father's passing. And we share a lot of kind of personal pains and personal triumphs in this conversation. And it's it's a good one, and it's one, I, I'll say this was one of my, my favorite discussions just because of how honest things got, and I appreciate Jonathan's honesty with us and his openness to discuss the things that he went through, because I think so many of us go through hardships and and depression and, and just a sense of loss or, or being lost. And we don't know where to turn and and we can often feel so alone. And I think it's in the sharing 
where we can kind of help each other understand that we're not alone and that there are people around us who know what we're going through or can relate or certainly sympathize with what's happening with us. And it's good for us to open up and reach out sometimes. So here it is, uh, a fantastic conversation with an absolutely amazing individual. This is Jonathan Maxwell on the Intellectual Podcast. Talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. The Intellectual Podcast starts now. Hello. <clears throat> Hello, da So we're back at Mark's house. Hello, so Max. The alcohol is flowing. <laughs> we're here with Jonathan Maxwell. Hello, Jonathan. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Jonathan's a little apprehensive. This is going to be like a Randy interview <laughs> part three. With Jonathan Maxwell. No, I'd like to make it very clear that I'm not imbibing. I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll leave that to Randy Davis. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to Randy. God bless him. Yeah, there was a lot of alcohol drink that night. I figured I'd try one of these, you know, Stone Cold Sober and then see how that goes. <laughs> and then if it doesn't go well, we'll do one where I'm just completely shit Well, Randy was sober <laughs> when we, he was sober-ish when we started. The podcast was right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. By the second episode, he was he was pretty much shit faced. But yeah, we were talking about cocksock at that point, so it was all yeah. good. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, you need alcohol when you're talking about that. <laughs> you need alcohol when you're hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, those of you who haven't listened to uh, that second episode with Randy, you should drink and then listen to it. Yep. You play a drinking game every time he says cocksock. <laughs> or Mark saying it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just anyone in general. Yeah. Mark really enjoyed saying it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm trying to steer clear of saying it. So, Marking is your word. Saying what? Yep. And Jonathan's podcast. <laughs> Can we go one podcast without saying either of those words? No. Okay. What, Merkin? Was that the other word? Oh, yes. Or Cocksock. <laughs> or Randy Davison. All of the above. <laughs> By the way, she's from Chi-Town. God. Yes, I, I know. I'm aware. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, she's from she the just, streets? That's how we met, and then she gets mad at me every time I bring it up. So it's oh. kind of... Ongoing joke. But now you don't even get mad, so it's kind of losing its luster. Nope. Not mad. Is it, is it, is it kind of like when you bring up What's the Vig every time you're around David uh, Dawson? Well, now we got all quotas out of the way. You're talking about the movie that me and Dave Dawson made. So you're going to edit the first half. Like, like, yeah. just, let's just get them all out of the yeah, way. Yep. Then we can get straight then to Jonathan. just focus now. on Jonathan. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> How you doing, Jonathan? Yep. I'm doing all right, man. Amazon for $2.99. Hashtag What's the Vig. <laughs> You're welcome, by the way. All right, thank you. <laughs> so you you are you primarily living in LA now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason for that was, um, I made a decision to do that because, um, wow, I I could go like a million different directions with this, but just um, pick one and go. With it. <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of the work in San Diego was sort of drying up, especially in the uh, TV and film world. Uh, Stu Siegel had pretty much shut its doors. We didn't have a TV show shooting here anymore. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to really give it a go and try and make a, a, a career out of this. So it just. San think, Diego had not become conducive to a career as an actor. No. So, um, so other, I mean, there are other things too that sort of like, yeah, I think fell into place that made it make sense. Could, I don't know. Can we talk about this or maybe Dave can edit it? Like I lost my job in 2012. 
We and can then, talk about you losing your job as much as no, you want, Mark. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, we can. Yeah, it's not a big deal. But then I remember, like, hey, dude, uh, is your company hiring? And you're like, uh, let me check. And then, like, a month later, you're like, uh, I lost my job. <laughs> so, yeah. So I yeah. guess that had to do with the, uh, <clears throat> the decision, right? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, um, I mean, I was, I had sort of been. <laughs> Uh, without saying anything disparaging about myself, I'd sort of, I think, been on the chopping block like mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of rounds of layoffs. Uh, for for those of you who don't know, I, I was a software engineer um, for the first like nine and a half years that I was in San Diego. Oh. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so besides the acting, like I'm, whenever I do stuff, the stuff that I do, I'm really passionate about. And so with my software and engineering job, I was really passionate about the work I was doing. And, um, unfortunately in the tech industry, there's a lot of non-technical people involved in the process, which was frustrating as hell. So, um, I sort of got a little bit of a, of a, a reputation of being an asshole to work with because Whoa. I expected I expected people to know what the fuck they were talking about. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're if you're if you're a salesperson and you're selling a product like a software, you should product, know what that product is. You should know so what you can answer questions about. when you're presenting it. Yeah. yeah, and so a lot of times, what would happen is you know <clears throat> we would get people who would just sell these ridiculous things that we couldn't possibly deliver and then uh it would be dumped on my desk and with with people who um didn't really have much of a technical background and that's the kind of like situation that i was having a mail just arrived that's just just the irs again (laughs) they still have any mark you'll never take five irs (laughs) Um, so yeah, so, so I, I mean, I had a few instances in that job where, um, I lost my temper with with people. I find that so hard to picture like Jonathan losing his temper. He's a very mellow guy. I don't know. Maybe did they take you seriously or they're just kind of like, (laughs) yeah, um, I know that you say that you don't like, you don't picture me that way, but, uh, they took me like I'm a completely wow. different person when I lose my temper. Yikes! So thankfully, I don't do that on a set. You're like this banner, <laughs> huh? which which I think a lot of it too is you wouldn't like me when I'm upset. <laughs> is I wasn't happy, you know, yeah. doing the yeah. software thing. Um, but I am much more happy doing doing the acting thing full time. Which you know, I'm happy to say I've been a working actor for the last two and a half years since I got laid off. It's it's funny. Sometimes it, it takes something that seems really traumatic, like losing your job, mm-hmm. to finally free you up to actually go do the thing that you really probably should be doing. Yeah, <clears throat> I've, the, I've heard that from a lot of people. I mean, the the t- downturn in the economy has been like brilliant for a lot of people because they lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. They thought, "Oh my god, my life is over." A lot of entrepreneurs, and then they yeah, realized that they hated working that much, and yeah, they they're happier doing something else now that's oftentimes 180 degrees from what they were doing. Yeah. And I mean, I've got to say that that I don't think there's ever been a better time to be an artist with, you know, affordable care act, you Mm -hmm. know, and everything else. Exactly. I have insurance for the first time in forever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It really pays to be poor right now. (laughs) Isn't it? It kind of does. Yeah. (laughs) 
starving. You know, I mean, it really depends <laughs> on, you know, and I mean, that's how many not, food stamps you have. That's, that's not to say like, you know, I, I, I worry sometimes that when I hear people, I, I don't really like talking about politics, but you know, when people talk about, you know, taking those things away and it's like, I don't think you understand the types of people that you're affecting. Like, sure. You may have a high paying, like high position job and you may be making a ton of money, but do you like watching TV? Do you like going to the movies? Some of those people might depend on those programs in order to survive when, mm. when they're not working, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a steady, steady gig. So that's a good point. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> John's a, he, he's actually a, you're a wise man too. Uh, you've helped me out in the past. I've, uh, wise guy, are you? Yeah. Certainly. Like, uh, <laughs> recently, I said something like, <laughs> and I said, I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> you can do yeah. a whole yeah, right now. I could. Uh, I was going to say something serious and endearing, and then I just went, boop, 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 yeah. You're definitely curly. For sure. Curly? I w- yeah. No, I would like to hear the serious. <laughs> okay. Uh, I asked you for like uh, a couple of things of advice. Uh, probably about uh, one thing we can talk about. Um, it was. Uh, it was about commercial work. <laughs> you said it. Commercial work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, a commercial reel. That's what it was. And I just aired mine on Facebook today. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. It was a, one, of, one of the things. All right. I don't want to make this about myself. Forget it. But one of the things that is in the commercial. <laughs> Why worked now? On it. Too late. <laughs> yeah, too late. It was the thing with, uh, we did with uh, Jeff Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I put that in. So many, I, there's so many guys from here yeah. that were, that did that. It's like, pretty sweet. That was a fun gig. That was a great Tony group. Cox. That was a good time. Yeah. But, uh, uh, some other things, uh, I don't know, escaping me right now, but anyways, you know a lot about the ind- industry. Thanks. And I don't know, uh, you're a friend, but also you're kind of like a mentor for, for other people. Thanks man. So, I appreciate I you. Give saying a that. shout out. No, I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> right, bye, well, let me, let me ask stage some left even. You guys know Jonathan. I yeah. I'm a recent transplant to San Diego, so John, I don't I will, know. Jonathan I will say this: well. you probably know Jonathan about as well as I do. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, we're all becoming new. Best Maybe friends. even more so. Really? I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I only say that because you and I uh, we had kind of a heart to heart. Had a party a couple we months did. ago. We so. did. Well, yeah. was it at Caroline's? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. where I met you too. At Caroline on McGay's party. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't there. We love you, Caroline. <laughs> yeah, Mark was not invited. Oh. I didn't even know her. <laughs> oh, yeah. I couldn't even say her name. Remember? That's, that's probably why. why you weren't invited. I definitely had to say your name and then maybe she'll hey, like you. Uh, next on stage is Caroline, I'm gay. And it's really, <laughs> I'm a gay. I, you know, you were I, saying I'm big gay at the time. I said 17 different things. Caroline, Caroline, Carolina, I heard you say once. You'll get it right one of these times. Yeah, and and, and I'm big gay. He always put a B in her last name. <laughs> and, and sometimes it would be ambiguette. Well, that sounds like a French food. <laughs> yeah, well, so. it does at least sound like a friend of <laughs> So at least I can see ambiguity. where he was going with that one. <laughs> She's a tasty baguette. Caroline, <laughs> 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 Oui, oui. <laughs> See, now it's not funny. What do you do? She's doing? a tasty French actress. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> I do appreciate She's that. super nice. Yeah, she's she's cool. so sweet. But since we're getting to know you, so are you California native, number one? Yes. Okay, yeah. You are I, California. One of the few. I'm so I know, I'm, right? <laughs> you guys are like leprechauns or unicorns. I'm so happy when I find you. My sister Teresa's one. Oh, Sorry, yeah. little She was born at Mercy Hospital. <laughs> oh. 
I thought you meant virtual I'm the leprechaun. Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> where, where were you born? I was born in uh, Central California, the Fresno area. Ah, uh, mm, okay. I was yeah. going to guess Stockton, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's probably worse. Mm. Yeah. I've never been to either, so I wouldn't know. Fresno's, um, Fresno's not the most wonderful part of <laughs> California, I guess, which is probably why I left and it's, came to San Diego. It's what, just before you get into mountain country and kind of the north end of farmland. Yeah, it's it's actually a right. lot of my family came from Tracy. So, oh, okay, yeah, I'm fairly familiar with all that's that whole area is. There's tons of farmland. Where does the Karate Kid take place? Is that Fresno? No. They make fun of Fresno in that, I think. Okay, maybe that's why. I think they say Is something. Is that why you moved? Yeah. <laughs> I would have. Because, I mean, when the Karate Kid doesn't even want to live in Fresno, then. That's a problem. You got to get out so. of <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> That's weird. <laughs> so you grew up in California. When did you start yeah. <laughs> acting? So you're, you've now yeah, been a so working actor for a few years, but when did when, you start? When, when did, did you, you leave the Fresno the area? Um, well, so. Both good questions, which which I'll address. I, I did kind of want to backstep a little bit to say that um, I wasn't always a software engineer. Like I had been acting uh, since like three years old. Oh, um, awesome. I was always performing. Um, I was in, you know, school choir and um, the plays in elementary school and stuff. Do you and have the voice of an angel? <laughs> I don't know. Do I? You're a choir boy. You tell, you tell me. Well, you're a choir boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was all right. Uh, or, or wait, let me rephrase that. Do you have the voice of an angel? Because you've got the face of one. Thank you, David. <laughs> Stop hitting on every attractive male guest, please. That's Kristen's job. <laughs> I can't even do that job. They do it better than I can anyway. No, I, I stay neutral. <laughs> oh, really? William Wall? Thanks. Okay. I wasn't even on the. Po- oh, you're talking about yeah. the hundredth episode. Oh yeah. Well, let's William be honest. Wall's, William Wall's an attractive man. He's got a nice he's head of hair and he looks guy. good to talk. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. Yeah, I think it's more of a fact really well. than an opinion. <laughs> I can't. You know, I watched him I on mean, the Tonight yeah. in San Diego on the yeah. on the on the YouTube's. Mm-hmm. They did not hit on that man enough on that show. I, that's all I have to say. It's the only critique I have of his appearance on tonight in San Diego. So they, well, Jeff's they, also. Well, a they handsome, wasted it all hitting on you before guy. you got out. Yeah, there. I was up there, and then yeah, that was all. That was all Jeff and his pina colada and me awkwardly standing there because they didn't get a script. Mm. They got no script, so you know. It was a what little, are we talking about? Oh, you know, nice. The only thing that was important also. about that scene was you. So. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but did you it. notice that I my name was Randy, mm-hmm. but with an I? Yeah. 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 I just want to point that out. I know. I know. Female Randy of San Diego now. <laughs> yep. So Jonathan. So Jonathan, let's talk about you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when did you, did you act in high school? Uh, yeah. Um, in college? So, <clears throat> so uh, that's the thing is I was always doing performing type stuff, artistic-y type stuff. And w- with respect to the acting, um, my my parents, I mean, specifically my mom, always steered me away from it mm. because um, I think she knew, uh, you know, how difficult the path it is and how, um, you know, there's so much there's so much rejection. And it was kind of the same thing for me. My mom was a singer when my dad met her. But then growing up, my dad 
you know, never really like, I was like, I want to act. I want to be in the mm-hmm. band. I want to do whatever. It's like, okay, if you're going to be in the band and you're not playing the cool thing, like the drums, you're going to have the flute. Great. Thanks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, well, no, ladies you don't, love the flute. You yeah. You, well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> the skin flute. there was a truth to playing the flute. That was really nice. By the time you got to high school, you're the only dude with a bunch of girls. So it wasn't bad That's in that respect. Um, <laughs> One but time in um, band camp? but it just wasn't oh, cool, you know. And, and my dad always kind of diverted me away from from the arts. Like you need something more practical that you can actually have a life with, you know. Yeah, yeah. Till we were much older, and I got him to admit yeah. that he wanted to be a writer, and right. then he jumped in board with all the art <laughs> stuff with me. <laughs> and we did what's the big? He was a closet artist his whole life until till the last like eight or nine years. I finally got him to admit that what he really wanted to be was a writer. Well, that's good that, you know, <laughs> at least he got a chance to to do that and experience that. Yeah. Were that your side. parents artists at all? Or it was just your mother knew how hard it was going to be for you. And that's why she kind of deterred you from doing it. Um, my dad, my dad wasn't uh, an artist per se. Um, you know, with what people think of as the arts. I mean, he was very gifted um, technically. Mm-hmm. Um but my, and then my mom, I think she had done. She might have done some stuff in the entertainment industry, but nothing, nothing major. Like I think she uh, got approached to do commercials and stuff before. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it really tried to discourage me from it. But I just kept, you know, going towards it more and more. Uh, and then when I was about twelve years old, um, there was like the, the community theater, there's like really, or at the time there was one major community theater in Fresno and, um, they were, they had a casting call and they were looking for, uh, kids to be in this production they were doing. So, um, she showed that to me and asked if I'd be interested in going and doing it. And I was like, yeah. So I went and did it and, um, and I got cast and that was like my first, I guess, paying, paying job. Wow. And I loved it. I love, love the whole experience. The, the people there at that theater were really talented too. Um, they, they really had good heads on their shoulders and they, uh, like I, I gotta give it up to them for really kind of showing all these kids, the ropes of like how you behave when you're working on stuff like this. Cause Kid I think wrangling. it really made an impression and, and I, you know, carried that, Forward. Well, it's not even so much kid wrangling. I, I worked at the Waco Civic Theater when I was in college um, as their uh, TD, and we did Annie for Christmas. So tough to do a show yeah. with Annie without a bunch of little rugrats mm-hmm. around. It's a hard knock life. And and I saw the same thing there. It's like even though it's a small little civic theater problem. in the middle of nowhere, um, the professionalism that they taught the kids was amazing. Yeah. And, yeah. and those kids in the theater program were the most well-behaved kids you ever saw, you know, because they were focused on the goal and, you know, driven yeah. for something. It was really cool, cool, cool to see the, the group of people kind of teaching them the ropes and teaching them how to behave. And then, you know, it's eventually really they become college too. actors and mm-hmm. then it all goes to shit. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, you're right. Party. I think it really is important to kind of bring that to children when they're young. Kind of mm-hmm. help them 
learn structure in theater, but also remember to have fun. Yeah. It's so important yeah. to have them remember. But mm-hmm. to put those two together, because I was mentoring um, kids in Chicago, and it was not easy all the time. But once they got it, it was beautiful to watch. And when they yeah. worked together to create characters in a scene, it was, I was just floored. It was wonderful. Yeah. So I remember being that age and, you know, doing theater. And I just, you know, I can see the smile on your face. Like, I know that. I know that feeling. I loved it. You know, it's, it's addicting. You're that young. It's it's nice when... And then they get older and become addicted to something else. <laughs> I'm still addicted to theater, thank you very much. Uh, I was talking about child actors, but okay. Oh, yeah. No, good point. <laughs> you mean professional child actors. Yes, yes. Okay. But, I mean, I think that that is another thing that... Uh, you know, kids really have to have a, uh, uh, um, they, they need have, a base. They have, well, they, and they have to want to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of kids who, <clears throat> it seems like their parents Stage are moms. pushing them into it. And, yeah. uh, I, 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 yeah, I think that's, it's, it can be very, um, I think that can be very detrimental sometimes. Well, I think it's maybe better that your parent, is kind of like, nah, why don't you try something else? And you keep pushing, nah, why don't you keep trying something else? And you keep pushing, mm-hmm. and they make you push for it for a while, you know, so that you really are dedicated. Show me how bad you idea, want that. You know, yeah, how bad do you really want this? Because I'm not going to put you out there and force you to keep going after you've chosen to do it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. really show me you really want to do it, you know, and then and then we can talk, <laughs> you know. And my dad was kind of that way. I mean, when I finally got my dad on board with things, you know, I convinced him to come and act for me in one of my Star Wars spoofs. And it was the first time he'd stood on one of my sets and seen me do my thing. Mm. And then he went, wow, you, this is really where you belong. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I didn't know that until now. You know, I was like, oh, I've been doing this for 12 years now. Concerts and theater and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, glad that you're finally on board. <laughs> you know, That's super cool, man. But he had to see that it was what I really wanted, yeah. and he had to see me struggle through it and fight for it. And then finally, he was he was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> I see that I can't convince you to do something else. This is really what you should be doing." So, and that's good, you know, because yeah, too too many kids are forced into things that they really shouldn't be doing because their parents think it would be a good idea for them to do it. Yeah, yeah. So you moved to San Diego. Uh, well, to answer your Previous question. Uh, I yeah, forgot what I asked. Yes, you. I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> I did act in high school. Okay. Um, I uh, my senior year, I played Reverend Samuel Paris in The Crucible. Nice. And um, yeah, it was it was a it's really stuff. It was a great experience. It's <clears throat> probably it's to this day it's probably been one of my favorite favorite roles I've huh. ever done. And um, I actually uh, got an award that year. Um, for, uh, I got a best actor award that year at my high school. Um, and, uh, I still have it and it hangs on my wall and I look at it every day before I go out. I actually came across my best actor award from my senior year the other day. (laughs) Should hang it up. up. That's kind of cool. I don't hardly act at all anymore, but that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I have no best actor award. My, uh, I have um, class clown. It's not an award. It's a yearbook that's collecting dust in my closet. But what was your favorite role in high school? Uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Tatiana. Uh, that's Tatania. 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 Yeah. Tatania. Yeah. However, it was. My nickname was Tit. So still is. <laughs> still is. Yeah. But Fuck. I still I have the cover. 
of my high school newspaper because I was on the cover. And it was opening night, my first play in high school. And I remember walking around the hallways and everybody had me in their hand. And I thought it was like, it was like an out-of-body experience. It was like the coolest thing. Yeah. It was such an awesome way to like have an opening night. Oh, yeah. You know, it was like, I still have that still framed. So, yeah. What about Those things you never want to get rid of. Uh, well, other than winning class clown. No, I was actually, I did a lot of emceeing. Uh, I did do some theatrical shit. Um, sorry. Theatrical stuff. Uh, I played uh, Saunders, Mr. Saunders, in a, uh, fuck, I forget the name of the play. Damn it. My resume's like here. <laughs> I forget. Mr. Saunders in a Neil Simon Mailman movie. Mailman drop it off. <laughs> uh, it was a Neil Simon play, and I played Mr. Saunders. Okay. And then I played uh, Prince Alexander in Sleeping Beauty. Okay. But like uh, Ace Ventura and Ace Ventura 2 came out around that time. And I was a big Jim Carrey fan. Like if you talk to anyone in high school and you, they say Jim Carrey, they think me. Because I would just be an idiot walking around in the hallways wearing a Hawaiian shirt and imitating him in the hallways. <laughs> uh, so I kind of did my I version. I totally see that. <laughs> of, of <laughs> Prince Alexander. Like I'd come out on stage with my little wooden sword and my tights. I'm like, alrighty then. And then, you know, <laughs> kiss Renee Bell. Who's still hot, by the way. Nice. Nice. Uh, but uh, other than that, yeah, theatrical uh, kind of peaked out for me in high school. I mean, I still took theater classes in college, but uh, yeah, nothing that. See, I feel like it kind of went the opposite for me. Is I yeah? Did, I did more serious stuff like in in, in high school and college uh, and stuff. And then. What did you do in college? Where did you go to college? I went to Fresno State University. Mm. Yeah. Daniel LaRusso. Well, so that's, so that's the, (laughs) so that's the thing is, is in my senior year of high school, I was like, everybody was applying to all these big colleges and stuff. And I was just thinking, man, you know, I don't know if I want to be an actor because I would like to like afford to eat and stuff. (laughs) So so I was like, I got to learn a trade and um, computers and the internet were kind of getting popular around that time. And Sure. So I started studying software engineering or computer science and and then, you know, minoring, I guess, in, in theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, later in life, it seems like most of the stuff that I get is goofy, dorky. Well, that's the thing with stuff. the I mean, we can talk so. about it later, but you started <clears throat> out with me and written out. But like I remember me, you and Randy would go out for the same type of roles. You know, like the goofy, like schleb, like guy gets, I don't know, spaghetti dumped on him. Yeah. You know, that literally happened to you in a commercial, yeah. right? Yeah. For, what? <laughs> that was actually my Think first, Will? Nice. That was my first commercial here uh, in San Diego. Yeah. Like, um, in like 2007 or something with Jeannie and Daniel, Yeah, Jeannie and Jeannie Devin, and Scott. Devin Scott. Yeah, yeah, I did the same kind of thing. And I played Eugene Studgrass and I was like filming in like a sewer. And then you had, you had a, yours was cooler though. Because yours played at uh, the San Diego Film Festivals. Well, you... You mean you, you you did a Think Blue thing with yeah, them as well? Yeah, oh, nice. yeah, yeah. Same kind of thing. I guess you were booked that day or something. But, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, me and Randy character types. But then you kind of transitioned yourself into like a leading man, I think. And then, you know, me and Randy. Randy's kind of more of a leading man too. Me, I'm kind of more of the second banana still. But that's okay. I'm cool with that. You're I mean, always first banana in my heart. Aww. <laughs> Banana! Mr. Maxwell. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but we can talk about that later because I guess, I don't know, we're doing it chronologically. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to do it that way. Well, the, I mean, also, I think that, that that change has come about just in the last couple of years. With yeah, I was going to say. Living in Los Angeles. Phase two you know, of your career or whatever Body dysmorphia. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, I signed up for a gym there. And you the, slimmed down. Yeah. The first thing that the guy says to me is he was like, he's like, yeah, so uh, what are you, what are you coming in for? Are you trying to lose a little weight? And I like, wasn't like overweight or anything. I was like, oh, you know, just trying to get a, a little exercise, yeah. healthier, stay in shape. And he's like, yeah, man. Cause really, you know, if you want to get any girls or anything up here, you got to look good. Like you got to have, wow. you got to have money and you got to look good. That's the bottom line. I was Welcome like, to LA. Great. <laughs> it's fantastic. 24 hour fitness. huh? <laughs> Literally. Santa Monica. You have to go I mean, it's an unfortunate. It's true though. Nobody looks it's, my direction in LA. <laughs> it's an unfortunate. Uh, so yeah, I mean, being up there, I got a lot more uncomfortable with the way I looked. And so I, hmm. I try and, you know, hit the gym more and stuff just to be able to compete with hmm. the other people up there, I guess. But how come, why would you not, I don't know. I would be like, okay, I could do that or I could just keep this character look or I can even gain more weight. <laughs> I mean, believe me, I've thought about that. I've yeah. thought about just being like, you know, going the John Goodman route and cause he used to be slim and he, sure. He saw a not a, that you or me or anyone that we question of becoming a character actor. Yeah, just being an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. he he wasn't. He was John Goodman, for example. He was faced with not getting work because he looked like everybody else. So mm-hmm. he, uh, the way I understand it, is he you know decided to go the other route of being character and and beefed up a little bit. So hmm. and he started working after that. So. I definitely thought about that, um, but uh, yeah, and I and I, I mean I say this with with zero arrogance is the the things that people would tell me like casting directors and like my representation and stuff like that is they I mean listen I look at myself in the mirror every morning I don't see a good looking guy mm. but these people would tell me that you are you're an attractive male and you could play a, a, a romantic lead and so i guess mm-hmm. sort of to buy into that and try and go after those roles that they think that i would be marketable for i made the conscious decision to you know <clears throat> take take care of myself in terms of eating healthier and working mm-hmm. out a lot and and just trying to got some style fit, with the clothes now. That. You got that hog outside the bike. Right? <laughs> I told Mark, I told him yesterday, I said, doesn't he look like Adam Levine? She did. She literally think, said I that. that. I didn't want to bring it up. I, think I didn't want to embarrass just you. Like him. She said that. I'm like, get the fuck. I out. hear that. I hear that a lot, See? which, which, which is, not, is not, which, a bad you know, thing. It's not a bad thing. No, it's he like, was named like one of like the sexiest man alive. Yeah. You just got to start wearing more V-neck t-shirts, but it is a little frustrating. More tats. So yeah, this is, this is the thing. It gets frustrating sometimes when people say you look like somebody else Mm -hmm. when you're an actor because it basically I mean I don't think they mean it that way but how it's how it's often interpreted or how I interpret it Hmm. is you look like three or four other guys who are very successful in the field that you're trying to be successful in wow and that is you take it like that that is really frustrating because yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, it's hard. Well, it's not that different from people watching our films and going, man, that's like a real movie. Like, that's really great. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. like, fuck you. <laughs> like a real movie. But at the same I guess time, I would both those if you look back at, you know, actors and actresses back in the 1930s and the 40s and the 50s, and you go on through and you look at these actors or actresses that were successful 
And then you look at the actors or actresses that came out after them decades later. They look just like them. You know, mm. Clooney mm. looks a lot like Clark Gable. No, you know what I mean? I don't agree with that. There's, There's a lot a- of characters that... I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, no, bring, go for it. I just don't like it. Well, in a positive light, me being an actor, I totally understand. I get every brunette possible. I've gotten everybody, and it depends on the day because I look different every day. As an actor, that's a good thing. But, yeah, who do you, who do you, I don't know who you, I know who you sound like. like obnoxious like? stuff. <laughs> we went over that. Like, um, no, I've gotten everyone from like Carmen Electra to like Jessica yeah. Alba to okay. like, um, what's the chick from the Sopranos? Oh. For those of you who don't know, oh. she looks like uh, Kristen's an attractive lady. See, like, I, I don't know. It depends. You sound like Tia Leone, though. T- and somebody else said, you do uh, kind of sound no, no, no. Like who's the, who's the, oh, the actress from War of the Roses? Kathleen oh, Kathleen. Turner. Kathleen Turner. Uh, you don't want to sound like her. Well, actually, she sounds, she sounds great. But she looks. We love you, Kathleen Turner. <laughs> She's not going to listen to the podcast. No. It's fine. She doesn't sound so great anymore. She sounds yeah. like Did you see Dumb and Dumber, man. too? I did, sadly. <laughs> yeah. I lost my so, anyway, no, I Did you see it? No. Yeah. Anyway, basically what I was getting to was that in Hollywood, I think they've seen what works on screen and people are comfortable with a certain look. And so I don't think they do it on purpose, but they tend to cast actors who not only have a certain joie de vie, but also a type. type. We're looking for an animal. So in that sense, definitely Uh, wasn't saying it in a negative way for sure, but I can absolutely understand what you're saying. It's, it is frustrating. Yeah. What's your type now? Like I'm me. I want to look like me. Well, and you're an actor. So you're just really self-conscious anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Just constantly (laughs) getting like, so judged all the time. So, so yes, you know, it, it is frustrating, but I still, I try and, Look, look at it, look at the positive and be like, okay, you know. At least they picked him and not Jonah Hill. Or, yeah, somebody. Yeah. He's <laughs> starting to look better, by the way. No, no he's, he's fat again. Fat. Oh, fat yeah, again. he's fat again. Okay. Yep. He looked weird when he was skinny. But, you, but, but uh, so back when you knew the character days, uh, did you get the thing? Like, I get it a lot, too. Like, looking for a Seth Rogen type, especially in L.A., like for the L.A. commercials. Well, so, I mean, for commercial work, yeah, a, a, a lot of times I... I know I'm going to get brought in for the Paul Rudd type or the sure. uh, Patrick Dempsey type or something oh, like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's that's who you are, nice. by the way. That's who you I, are. You are Patrick I, Dempsey. I get that stuff a lot. You were yeah. a nerd, <laughs> <laughs> and you went for nerd roles, and then he's a handsome I went man. From now. Zero to hero. He did. You know, I, I see. Nice. The, I see the Paul Dempsey. Rudd connection better than Dempsey. Yeah. No, I'm saying like I'm but, shoving uh, them all together in my you brain. Did and it's with your career, <laughs> like remember, uh, can't buy me love. Yeah. Patrick Dempsey? Oh, yeah. She just died, by the way, the actress. The, yeah, she yeah. did. It sucks. Anyways. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Anyways. But then fast forward. Well, I remember from later, Explorers. Way to bring it down, Mark. I know, I know. Wait, I'll bring it back up. <laughs> Dr. Steamy yes. or McSteamy or McDreamy or whatever. McDreamy. That's your that guy. Yeah, McSteamy was Eric Dean. I love oh, that yeah. you know that. I don't even know that, by the way. I just I'm a total point Grey's Anatomy out. freak. It's funny. Chris Pratt. He's another one, too. Like yeah. five years ago, he was just a schlep. He was the schlep on and community, now and now he's you're, the, you're now like he's the head. Look at you. Good for you. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, I, think, I think there's an interesting thing for actors, and it's not necessarily the same with actresses, but actors, you know, in your 20s, you're going to play the college roles. You're going to play the, the younger, kind of highly energetic guys. And then in your 30s, it's really tough because you're a little too old to play the college frat boy, yeah. mm-hmm. but you're not aged enough to be the kind of suave leading man guy. Right. And I think you're in that transition mm-hmm. period right now. Yeah. You've got a little bit of gray starting to come into the beard, a little bit of gray in the hair. You know, the, the skin's starting to look 
older, not not bad, just older. Thanks, Dave. I really like <laughs> this is really helping. But him. no, yeah. but no. I mean, think about it. George Clooney, George Clooney, uh, uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes two. Right. Mm. Uh, oh my gosh, he was in he that. He was on uh, San Diego based. Uh, he, right. he was on the show with all the girls. He had a mullet. He had his mullet. He had Roseanne. whatever. I mean, he had a facts certain level of facts life. Yeah. Yes, and he, he had a certain level of stuff. Right. But then it was in his late thirties. He gets on ER mm-hmm. because he's distinguished. Distinguished. Mm-hmm. He's older looking. He he. You look at him and you go, well, "That's a guy who's lived some life. I can trust him as a doctor." Whatever. He couldn't play that role ten years before that. Yeah. There's no way in hell. You have to age a little bit as a guy to get to that point where you can truly become a real leading man. Yeah. And and part of that is looking older. It it's just yeah. a fact. It's not looking worse. It's just looking like you've lived a little bit of life. Mm-hmm. And, I, I and I think you're in that, that transition. And I and I yeah, I I <clears throat> I look at that uh and you know and tell myself because I, I, a lot of times I think that that actors will mm-hmm. set you know five year plans and things like that and or mm-hmm. like I want to accomplish this by this time and this by this time, but like it's it's never I I mean look at like J.K. Simmons and oh, he's awesome. all these other guys Brian who, Cranston Brian Cranston hasn't, he didn't do anything until he was his late thirties early forties well, no did, he did, that's it, not true he did, he's been acting forever he did he just, no he didn't do anything. Hollywood-wise, successful until Malcolm in the Middle was until his late 30s. Mm. He was sleeping on couches. I read an interview, he and he was talking actor. about how he was he in was a Preparation just, H he commercial. Surfing, he was surfing. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> he was a Preparation <laughs> H commercial. Yeah. We need to dig that up. <laughs> but that's but yeah. probably not the right word. And he was Doctor Watley on Seinfeld. Oh yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah. That, right. No, the he guy. If you, look at, if you look at a lot of these guys that we idolize as actors, though, it is true. In their twenties mm-hmm. and thirties, mm-hmm. a lot of them didn't do anything significant. Yeah. You know that you could really go, man. I hope I have their career. They didn't start doing really badass stuff until they were in their late thirties, early forties, yeah. and then they've got like a 15, 20 year run of like amazing yeah. shit. Yeah. And then people yeah. who peaked. And they came on board in their twenties or early thirties, or kind of they petered. They out. kind of vanish. Yeah. I think sometimes they they yeah they lose interest, or they vanish too. for a little while and then they come back later. Yeah, like um, uh, Chris O'Donnell was one of those. Possible. He was kind of big when he was younger, and then he disappeared <laughs> for like ten years. Nobody saw him anywhere. And now yeah. he's on NCIS Los Angeles as a lead, and actually he came back uh, on Grey's Anatomy before that, um, which got everybody going. <laughs> oh, hey, look, Chris O'Donnell's grown up. Yeah, you know, but. It, it is true. There's a just just this weird period where it's difficult to. I would have hit after Batman and Robin too. Yeah, so. after Robin, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Gosh. It's not shit. his fault. Not his fault. Nah. It wasn't Clooney's fault either. I blame it's everything. Joel, Joel Schumacher's fault. Yeah, it's yeah true. I do too. It's true. <laughs> Once the nipples were on the bat suit, yes. and that was so cod piece. Yeah. Are you kidding God. me? No, no. Jesus, Let's, we shouldn't God. talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but as I, much as I dislike Chris Nolan's Batman, Joel Schumacher is way worse. <laughs> you don't like hey, you don't worse. like Chris Nolan's nah, Batman. It's an ongoing annoying thing. <laughs> oh, it's a thing. Yeah. I have issues with it. I don't. He told that. I don't. I don't. Bowman Modine, whose dad was it. in the Dark Knight, oh, in front of shit. in and front I of hundred people, <laughs> and who's still my friend? Bowman. Bowman Modine. Wow, he's a fantastic human being. He is. He's amazing. He's going to come down and work the intellectual stuff with us at Nerd HQ. 
That's amazing. Yeah. Or cool. are you guys? You guys are going to be at Comic Con. Yeah, Comic Con. Can we talk about that? That's a thing. Yeah. What are you doing for Comic Con, man? A bunch of us will be. Um, I am. So my I don't just do commercial work. I have to yes. do other things in order to pay the bills. Sure, and sure. Occasionally that means working a trade show or a Mark and I drive for Uber. We, we get it. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You do what you do. Speaking of Bill Murray do. drives for Lyft, so Yeah, he does. Well, I drive for Lyft too. Okay. <laughs> and sidecar. So I drive for all. He doesn't need to. He just does. Bill Go on, Donovan. I think it would be my doing? pants if I got into a car and Bill Murray was driving me. I would too. Um, <laughs> so I uh I'm fortunate uh to be working for um we're promoting gotham on fox cool and there's about 15 of us guys who are gonna get um wait a minute made up to look like is this through shaman freitas yes hmm interesting (laughs) i have a feeling you're gonna have to edit that out (laughs) you might right go ahead keep going um Mark's like, no, I'm not scared. getting I was just in that office like last week. I'm like, hey, Frank. I- All right, go ahead. Keep going. You don't really fit the Gotham style. Though. Well, it depends what they're style. Yeah, he did say that. What, what, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so um, tell us more about this gig, Jonathan. <laughs> Gotham, please right. do. So you and 20 other handsome you know, studly men. That you've gotten meanwhile, Mark, meanwhile, Mark is gotten. tweeting. To He's <laughs> emailing like, me what? right now. No, 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 I was just gonna, no, I'm not emailing. Uh, like what? What did I get that you wanted? You got that one where you were talking to the the guy about the cable service or something, and he offered he told you to wear a speedo. Yeah, that's also on my. <laughs> that's on your reel. Yeah. yeah. Wait, did you ask me to audition for that? Too? I didn't even get to audition for that. So sucker. No, I'm only kidding. Hey, you got uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got uh, you just won an Emmy. Wings and well, things. Yeah, that was a great well, commercial. Thank you. Thanks. That was good. Congrats. Right? Thanks. Did you win an Emmy? I totally believed that you were out in the cold. And then I'm like, oh yeah, shit, what, he's what in a green, green screen. That's green amazing. Screen thing? Yeah, they just had a green screen, like uh You see it in the commercial thing that they just I mean it was that thing yeah, was super true. technical. Obviously I knew you were in like Syracuse, but yeah. <laughs> no, we shot we flew out to Syracuse and <laughs> shot that part and then we flew that's, back. I love that. And when I saw that, I'm like, damn it. I'm jealous of that one because I love wings and things so much. <laughs> I love it too, man. I mean, I'm, you know, I know you, 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 know you got to go kiss Brugemeyer's ass they don't if you want to say that. that? It's good stuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's Did, uh, do you, you don't, that's not, forget it. I was going to ask what? you. Dumb, no, I get that question all the time too. Like, I did a Kawasaki commercial. No, I didn't get a free Kawasaki. I did two they, Cox Communication commercials. Get and a, I get ripped in the, what? I got a, <laughs> I'm, glad I, I'm glad I stopped you right there. I did get a $20 gift card to oh, Wings, wings and Things. We should have a lifetime supply of wings. I, you know, I would have. If it's between I that, that, but I don't think they're in Los Angeles, which is no, nah, they're uh, they're San Diego based. It's yeah. a family owned restaurant. Yeah. I've looked into it. <laughs> what were we uh, you want an Emmy? Let's <laughs> research. The man does his research. The, the commercial won an Emmy. Yeah, uh, but you had a lot to do with it because you're the technically Bergemeyer won the Emmy. Ooh, he won. He won for directing. Yeah. It won. If we're going to be totally honest, it won three Emmys. Oh, <laughs> you should three, be honest. Yeah. Three regional Emmys. One for writing. Uh, that was Mike Tao um, with M Two Productions, mm-hmm. uh, and one for directing for Mike Brugemeyer, and um, and then overall for single spot, it, it won the regional Emmy for that. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, one could argue that that could go to the production company or the cinema, mm. cinematographer. That's true. Or 
Not necessarily. Nah, that's that's a face of the commercial. That's I'll a whole. You. That's a whole effort. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, I'm very fortunate and happy and proud to have uh, to have been a part of of that. My audition was. I <laughs> the funny. There's so many mm-hmm. funny things about that commercial that like <laughs> some of them I didn't even find out until like a, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the audition, they asked me to submit a tape for it and. A friend of mine who was staying with me up in Los Angeles, he had just gotten a red camera and uh, he does cinematography. Reds are um, sweet. And yeah, he's like, he's super good. He knows his, he knows his shit. And so we, he lit it and everything. And we, we basically did the, the commercial and, but the way they wrote it was the, the final line was um, something about the beach boys Mm-hmm. Like they made a reference to the Beach Boys, which obviously they couldn't do in the final commercial because they couldn't get the rights to use the music. Yeah. But so we did this whole thing where I'm walking in a jacket and then he like reaches up and turns a light to simulate like the sun coming out. And then I just like pulled the jacket off mm-hmm. and then I s- delivered the Beach Boys line and then we faded out and put, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't like, it like the be music. Nice? And it was just like, it was the coolest, like, I'm so proud of that audition that I sent in. And Mike actually um, emailed me back and he said, Hey man, thanks a lot. They don't even need me to direct now. (laughs) 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 Don't do my job for me. (laughs) So, I mean, but it, it, it did give me the job. So I'm, and, and then the other funny thing that I didn't find out until a couple months ago was that, uh, the final shot of that, I steal the beer out of that guy's hand mm-hmm. that's like sitting next to me. And um, he apparently, nobody noticed this. Like the the editor, like none of us noticed. But every single take, he kind of like looked me up and down like after I took the beer from him. <laughs> and it, And the client noticed it and they came back and they said, hey, is there any way that you could fix it? Because it kind of looks like he's giving him the sex, the, junk. the sex eyes. <laughs> oh, and, hey. and they were like, "Oh no!" And they got a cocksock. But they we went and they, they looked back at. It. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, they, but they went and they looked back at it, and and they noticed that he did it every single take. And they're like, "Oh no! What are we going to do about this?" Wow. So they ended up they freeze framed his face. <laughs> And I never noticed it until they told me. And then I went and I looked at it. And sure enough, you can see his face is frozen. Oh, that's awesome. Like for like four or five seconds for the end of that. Where can we see this commercial, John? Just because we're talking about it so much. Everyone's (laughs) going to YouTube it and you're going to get a thousand hits now. Uh, You can go to (laughs) johnmaxwell.com. Shameless plug. Or facebook.com slash actor John Maxwell. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. Go for it. Um, But yeah, so that was a, it was a really great experience and i'm proud cool. of this was before or after you did the uh what's that last film you did with Brugemeyer and you guys were like cops <clears throat> undercovers yeah, undercovers yeah, yeah. <laughs> i guess after right um yeah we did that after we did that uh we did that a few months after wait that was for the la film festival last year right mm-hmm. 48 cool good for you guys that yeah. was a good one i liked your role thanks the eric's it, role it didn't uh i wasn't even in the the finished product in the LA one. What? Yeah, the LA edit was different from what everybody has Completely seen. different. That's weird. Yeah. You kind of like stole the show. Though. I was cut out almost completely. Oh. Are you serious? Yeah. Man. That's weird. And so I like went to the, 
screening and I was all excited because like I'm living in LA now. You're and, dragging all your friends. And oh I have gosh. You're like the comic relief in that. I well, I have I had like a stack of, of cards to give to people. I'm like I'm like I'm gonna make some contacts <laughs> and like I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like back in the pocket. <laughs> where am I? And so yeah, I was like, I can't, I can't. What am I gonna do? Like I, your stuff was I good, was, kid, but you just didn't make the cut. Wow, <laughs> that's so wild, right? But Mike was really cool about it. He came up to me afterwards, and I like just I walked up to him. I was like, hey, and he was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> hey, remember that time we uh, made a short? That was in it. What's up with that? But I mean, he totally made it, made yeah. it good. You know, by re-editing it and. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the version so. I saw was good. You were funny in it. Thanks, man. Kristen's funny in it, Chandler. She's, uh, we worked with her on What's the Vig? It's, <clears> it's always funny <throat> to see her in awkward. <laughs> New plot. Um, yeah, right. $2.99. We got rid of those at the beginning. I know, I know, I know. supposed to put it, it up It happened organically. But it's always funny to see her <laughs> like really. eating hot dogs and corn dogs <laughs> and pizza. She's great, man. She, did, she really, she jumps from project to project and really, you know, yeah. they, they, I mean, you got to also... It's it's also Mike's doing. He likes to torture everybody by yeah. making them do things that he, doesn't he think specifically. They want to do. When we when we did our podcast with him, he specifically said we try to make Kristen do whatever is most uncomfortable for her yeah. as often as possible. Yeah, like yeah. She played, <laughs> she's uh, a trooper, man. The farting, uh, whatever. Yeah, hair. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, all those guys. Uh, it's it's such a great group of people to work with. Like yeah. you know, Ron Christopher Jones and. Yeah, he's cool. Um, I, know, I like that. Guy. Merrick, Merrick MacArthur. He's a good guy, too. Um, Lorian Purcell. Uh, yeah, I got to work with Merrick for the first time on my short this past spring. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a solid guy. Was that for the 48? or you guys No, did- things happen. Uh, short film that we produced in the spring just because we wanted to make a short film. Um, where, can that, where can we see that? I will give you a link. It's not currently publicly oh, well, available. You could have seen doing, it if you went to our 100th broadcast. But yeah, we did. We did a, We screened it at the, when we did the 100th episode. Oh, okay. I tried to get you to come. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for coming out. <laughs> Sorry. As we're walking into the building, I get that text from you. Hey, can I be in your podcast? I'm like, sure. Are you coming tonight? Nope. Then no, you can't. <laughs> no, that's not true. I, I, I messaged you guys like two weeks before that. Uh it's funny. Uh, no, the Bill Bork, he's a cool guy. Oh, Bill's great. I love Bill. Yeah, too. I he's just super give him a cool shout out. and mm. so talented. Mm-hmm. He really is. And he's from Chicago. Is he? Is he? Mm-hmm. Him and Sue Vickery grew up together. They went to the same high school. A little trivia for everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like them apples. Yeah, pretty neat. That's, um, that's Boston. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do we want to talk about? You guys have more questions for him? Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> put everybody on the spot. I mean, I do, but I mean, I know you, so it's like, yeah, I already know. What's it like you. to look as good as you do on a <sighs> daily basis? <laughs> I, I, like I said, I wouldn't know. <laughs> he's he's turning red. Because I look in the mirror and I'm like, ugh, this, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> well, we're all, we're, we are all our own worst critic. Absolutely. You know, don't worry about it. Just ignore the little voice in your head and. I mean, you have to like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't still be doing this if I didn't do that. Like I, so I'm fortunate to have gotten a new representation in Los Angeles last Mm -hmm. year uh, for commercials and they, I shit you not, I, I keep a log and I went and I look back and I, I think they got me out on close to 150 commercial auditions. Holy shit. In one year. Yeah. And I, and I booked 
It's like one every other day. Three. Fuck. And so when they say it's a numbers game, mm-hmm. and I'm and not to toot my own horn, but I've been doing this a while, and I feel like I know my shit. I mean, I may have like an off day every once in a while, mm-hmm. but like I'm I'm I go in there and I bring the goods, yeah. and I booked three. Wow. So. See, I think it was Mark Ruffalo that said he had, it was hundreds. I want to say he had like some astronomical amount, like 600 auditions or something or nine or something. And then finally booked something. Mm -hmm. One out of 50. I just did the math in my head. One out of 50. That's not bad. How many callbacks though? Like three or four. Avails are bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> they are wow. they are bullshit a lot of times it's because the the client or whoever is casting it you know doesn't didn't have time to look at all the auditions or or doesn't know what they want and so huh. they just put everybody on a veil which inconveniences the hell out of everybody sure. out of all the actors because yeah. they can't do anything else until they make up their minds oh, that's true so but I'm not bitter or anything no. about <laughs> any of the yeah. process. You've had some good success. You've got some good games going for you. Hey, you were on, uh, can we talk about this? Uh, American Sniper? Can we talk about this? <laughs> yes. <Okay>. If we could <laughs> talk about it. It's fine. You're in it, aren't you? Uh, I, I don't, I mean, I haven't seen it. I went to the bathroom when I went and watched the movie, and apparently that was when I was on <laughs> screen. Oh, did you, did you, man. Did you, did you go number two? No, I would. No. What the hell, okay. We don't need to know that. Someone's <laughs> listening and laughing at that comment. <laughs> it's you. You're going to listen to this later <laughs> and laugh at yourself. You're All right. I can say is I'm sure it's a good looking turd, but it we can move on. It was. Yeah. Oh, geez. That's just that's to a weird. <laughs> bizarre. Yeah. yeah, I shit little Adam Levine turd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. No, I'm only on screen for like a second or two. But Are you a um, soldier? Uh, yeah, well, I'm. Uh, I was a a, a, hot, a soldier who got captured oh, by right. uh, Iraqi insurgents, and Eve. they. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't see any of this, but so it's supposed to be like a training video that mm-hmm. they're showing all the soldiers are like watching this oh, up on the screen. Okay, and you're um, in a movie within a movie. Kind, kind of, okay. yeah. yeah. So I mean, they, it was you know five or six Iraqi insurgent guys, and they. Uh, read some stuff off of a piece of paper and then they put the piece of paper down and they grab my head and take a machete and they're going to cut my head off. Yo! But they didn't, you know, they didn't show any of that, so. They didn't cut your head um, off? Did they cut your character's head they, off? You know, they really cut my head off, Mark. <laughs> 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 There's no movie magic. They really did it. <laughs> I don't know how that sounds. I mean, I, I meant his character. Obviously not. His head's here. <laughs> That's Clint Eastwood's movie, right? Yeah. Sniper. Did you get to work with him at all, or were you with like second unit? Uh, I was with second unit, but I did see him, uh, you know, milling about, um, <laughs> making his get off my lawn face. <laughs> get off my lawn. There's this a lot of movie. people that were not happy milling. about that film. What? And there's other people. It was very hot and cold. I don't know if you yeah, were was. around when that was out. Well, well the guy. I don't want to get political about it. The guy, the guy it, that yeah. it's about. And it stayed is, in the theaters longer than any other Oscar-nominated film. That's we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that without getting too it was, Yeah, it was very yeah. just, you know, extremes. It either was, you know, extreme right or extreme left in that film, yeah. which really doesn't matter in the long run. It's really, Look, I made is it a, a good film? I made a documentary about Iraq, tried to be straight down the middle, and you can't please anybody. No, no. you can't. It's impossible. You can't please anybody at all. Everybody's pissed off at you if you Artists, do anything regarding Iraq. If you're doing it right, you're going to piss someone off. 
Thanks. And I must have done it right. Because exactly, right? <laughs> that was the worst 18 months of my life. It was a good movie, movie, though. I really liked it. Yeah. My favorite part, besides your cameo, was uh, the fake baby. I heard of, I heard about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the only part of the movie I've seen. Baby. I watched it on YouTube. I, like, I didn't like, even notice it. When Bradley Cooper baby. should get an Oscar yeah. just it's, for that. But it's noticeable <laughs> yeah. if you go back and you're looking Wildly for it. noticeable. You see his thumb trying to make the baby move. You know? like, <laughs> no, it's a really good movie. And wow. My only beef with the movie other than like. He's like holding a, the baby. He's like holding the plastic baby. And he's using his yeah. thumb to like make you the arm go up They couldn't get a real baby. I saw my brother. I was reading. I saw an interview or something. That's exactly what happened. first baby wouldn't stop crying oh, and the second baby i don't know if the, the backup baby was sick or, or or wasn't on set Bunch of and clint was just like give me the doll. give me the doll <laughs> <laughs> we have to move on give him the doll he stole <laughs> it from his five-year-old niece <laughs> so baby handed her the, a gun the Play with this. A whole new, a whole new category for acting in the Golden Globes. Yeah. <laughs> how Prop you, baby acting. How, how will you handle the fake thinking, baby? You're thinking, Brad. You're thinking, do I play with a fake baby? <laughs> well, some, you know somebody's doing an acting class with fake babies up in L.A. now because of that. Of course. Somebody's, somebody's capitalizing on that. So the, the kind of – It's puppeteering. It oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Hansen. The kind of interesting thing that, about that day that we shot was um, I was the only – one uh like it was a huge trailer there was like 50 uh 50 guys in fatigues or something Mm -hmm. uh you know desert fatigues playing the soldiers then there was only six guys dressed as iraqi insurgents and then there was me dressed in an orange jumpsuit and like it's a funny dynamic on shoots sometimes like when you're around stuff like that because like you're the guy who stands out. Yeah. Like I actually overheard like some people like, who's that guy? Like why did he get the like, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, like, who the fuck's he think it he is? It, it, is, is? it is weird. It yeah. doesn't matter. Like, or, like can we, there was one guy at the end of the day who I guess he'd had it with some of the um, other um, soldier extra guys. And he mm-hmm. was just like, he's like, Hey, if you guys have a problem, you guys need to just go the fuck home because I'm here because I like making movies and I was like, right on, brother. Like, yep. like yeah, there's because that is so rampant in our industry. What do you mean? LADBs? Got, no, what? it happened in Chicago too. Same thing. Like with there's the guys who sit there and will have conversations for hours about how much they're getting paid that day mm-hmm. and mm. and how they hope that they go into overtime. And mm-hmm. like it's just like, man, God, can you guys like, like maybe talk about what's going on in your life besides like whether or not you're going to get yeah. one hour of overtime. We used like, to, we used to sit on set and make back like backstories for our characters <laughs> and like why we knew each other, why we were walking yeah. to one, one point a, you know, our first mark to our second mark. Why do we have that motivation? Yeah, you know, there's like, a lot of people who do as background. As cheesy who, as that is. Actor types. Yeah. We still yeah. wanted to pass the They're time yeah. with what we were doing because we loved it. But you're so right. Everyone's like, man, maybe we get meal penalties. Maybe we get double right. overtime. Like, mm. who cares? Like, like you're like have fun, you know. You know, you're on a you're on a set and Clint Eastwood's like walking around, like, fuck off, man. <laughs> right? Like that's a story you can tell people. Exactly. But so the other kind of funny thing was we go we go into wardrobe and uh, the the Iraqi insurgent guys get their you know black garbs on, uh, and then I put the orange jumpsuit on, and they were like, okay, so just for continuity, can we get you guys all to can we get the insurgents all to stand in a line, and then John, can you go and kneel down in front of them, <laughs> and 
And I was like, yeah. So I go and, and I kneel down and then so like, like, no, back, back to the insurgents. John. Well, no, I, so they actually chopped your head off in my ear. I hear one of the guys, one of the guys, the Iraqi insurgent guys go, now turn around and suck. I was like, what? And I was like, did I? And then they're like, click. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, did I hear that? And so, so they like, okay. Some they, Iraqi extra said that They were like, thanks guys. Uh, you can go hang out in the trailer. So I, I go back into the trailer and, um, and one of the Iraqi insurgent guys comes up to me and he goes, hey, just so you know, I'm gay and I'm going to be hitting on you all day. Yeah. I was like, beautiful, man. I hope you're not the guy that's holding the gun to my head. (laughs) He wants to be. That could be be awkward. Yeah. Talk about Iran. He was was cool. Nice pun. Yeah, I thought you liked that, Mark. Some interesting people out there on on sets. So what else you got coming up? Um, I, I, the, the grommets are doing the forty-eight in LA again, right in August. Yeah, I'm. I'm I hoping they broke up, didn't they? They did. So they they won. Uh, you know, a couple years in a row here in San Diego, and uh, they decided that, um, in order to sort of strengthen the community, the the film community here, is they wanted to split apart and work on other teams and help the other teams and just, you know, really try and uh, get a a larger quantity of, uh, of quality films, Mm -hmm. you know, to be made here. That's admirable. Um, But, but they do still get together for the LA one and they, and they compete in the LA one. So I'm hoping to, um, I am actually working with a couple of them for the San Diego 48 this year. And uh, you were asking about the Comic-Con thing. Uh, we're doing a promotion oh, yeah. for Gotham, and they are actually – there's 15 guys. They are making us all up to look like Oswald Cobblepot. Nice. Uh, with, like, little prosthetic noses. Okay. If I anyone know doesn't know about. that, that's the character of Penguin. No, no. I yeah. Know. I talked to Frank. Yeah. They were looking for a kind of paler type I guy. don't know. Taller. No, no, no. I'm no, too no. kind of <laughs> sun-kissed. Because you live in OB, man. So you're, like, always Cause, okay. in the sun. So, cool. Uh, who's who's working on that with you? <clears throat> um, in, interestingly enough, they, they said that uh, – they had to look outside of the agency to mm-hmm. get a, a considerable number of people, yeah. which they usually never have to do. Um, but there's a there's a, a couple guys I know who are working on it. Um, uh, I, sorry, I can't think of anybody's <laughs> names right off the top of my head right now. But, um, but yeah, it should be it should be a cool cool gig. Um, the guy who plays uh, that character is um, I think his name is Robin Lord Taylor. Yeah. Um, and he's actually going to join up with us. No way, uh, at, really? At a certain point, and that's pretty cool. Do some photo ops and stuff. So, awesome. probably, yeah. probably after their panel would be my guess. Yeah. After, do you know when the panel after is? The DC panel. Uh, I think it's Friday. I think. Okay, so maybe it's, we're doing. We're going to be down there Friday and Saturday. So cool. I'll look for you there. We'll be handing really out cool. some goodies. So yeah, last year you were a pilot. Last year for. Well, we, we we were yeah we were dressed up in the the uh, flight suits yeah um like they wear in the movie Pixels with Adam Sandler right yeah it's coming out this oh, summer it's coming out yeah. this summer but yeah. yeah they were promoting that movie a yeah. year Jeez. they had not shot a single frame 
of that movie, and they promoted it year in advance. Last year. It's wow. crazy. But that was that was a that was a great gig. It was long. It was like I think we were on our feet and dancing around and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to prep I me. I popped in there and I was playing 14, like Pac-Man. Fourteen and hours. Jeez. Yeah, this is my first Comic Con. I'm working. I'm working for FX, <clears throat> nice. and so they have their own whole like it's almost like a small town that they have, and they have you know every booth is a different show. American Horror Story. I'm doing the Bastard Ex- Executioner. Oh yeah, I've heard. So I've that's heard premiering that show. In, in the fall. So. Um, is there anything I should know or be? You want to get? I think some, I'm going to be outside. Yeah. So, uh, so well, the weather's been pretty kind. Wear, wear comfortable shoes. Yeah, I it's guess, been pretty right? mild. Doctor so Scholl, get some Doctor Scholl's. Oh, definitely. Uh, okay, insoles. that's good. Okay, so comfortable shoes. Check. Because we it. were we were on our feet for 14 hours <laughs> for I think because we did the preview night. Is that is the preview night Wednesday? Wednesday night. Yes, yeah, so we did Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we did five days last year of fourteen hours. The guy, the yeah. guy was nice enough to bring us a foot massager, so when we had our ten minute breaks, we could go stick our feet in the foot massager. What a great guy! Because we wouldn't have been able to get through that if we hadn't if we hadn't had that. Mm. It was nuts. But yeah, it was fun. I remember you know? popping by and I saw you and Sherry. Yeah, Sherry, Sherry Landry. Landry, very attractive gal. I think she might be the most beautiful woman in the world. <laughs> wow, that's San that's, Diego. That's pretty high. At high Comic praise. Con, all right. I don't know. It's hard to say, but she's very attractive, and she's cool. She is. She's very cool. I've gotten an opportunity to work with her a couple times. Yeah, you want her number? No, no. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't know what to do with that anyway. <laughs> think that's where it ended. Um, that's cool. Good for you, man. Yeah. So I mean, and and that's not so. I should also take a second to say, like, it hasn't been all roses or anything like that. Like, you know, I, I have had a lot of really good fortune in the last, you know, couple of years. But, you know, there we you, you also I went on a hundred something auditions that you didn't get called back. God for. knows. So, you know, yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of work. It's a yeah. lot of effort for, you know. <clears throat> You know, but it ends I mean, up being a fairly small return. I mean, three out of one fifty or something. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not one out of fifty. It's financially, yes. But if you love auditioning, if you have oh, that I mindset, I hate auditioning. I which, love auditioning, which is important. Yeah, I used to hate it too. I, I hate auditioning even from the other side of the table. I just hate auditions. <laughs> I, love I can't stand them. La auditioning. Yeah. I'm going to avoid auditioning for as long as I can from Sucks. both sides of it. I just I can't. Some people are auditioning. tough to watch, but but I mean, you and I talked. Uh, you know, a couple months ago and we both have sort of been through our equal amounts of, of not good times in life. So, uh, you know, things aren't, things aren't perfect. (laughs) The nice thing about what nobody's life is perfect is that we can, but we can use that in what we do. Yeah. We're lucky to be able to kind of fuel that part of why men make better leading men around 40 or so. They've gone yeah, through. Twenty-year-olds haven't yeah. been through anything. Please, you know? it's true. I mean, Most some have, have all, but, but some yeah. have. I mean, yeah, some have. <clears throat> I mean, I'd gone through my drugs and alcohol stuff before oh, I even yeah. got out of high school. But <laughs> yeah, before I got time. to high school, <laughs> you know. But I look at who I was at like twenty-four compared to who I was then at thirty-four, and who I am now at forty. Mm-hmm. Wildly different. Oh yeah, in character and personality. Oh yeah, and just those, you know. 14, 15 years. Yeah. Huh. 
That's that's another reason why I'm not drinking today is because I you know make a conscious effort to try really not yeah, to do that because I, I mean, you're on the bike but I well I it also, seems like it wasn't that long too long ago we were like going to the turf oh, club and man shit. I used to tie them on I used to, <laughs> I, used to, I, used to I used to you're like one of my acting drinking buddies and, it doesn't oh. quite jibe with the whole gym mentality too though. You know, no, it doesn't. Like, I'm going to go work out really hard so I can go fucking plaster myself well, later. Uh, yeah, you haven't met bartenders yeah. then. Ar- Arnold, Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger used to mix uh, vodka in with his protein powder. Oh my God, so. gross. <laughs> I'm doing that. There's and I know I've heard of guys who smoke pot before they work out because oh I know lots of guys who numbs yeah. themselves and they can work out. Yeah, I know lots of guys. That's, that's, but uh, no, I mean there was a time I, I had a time where I was getting I my first bike. There is something <clears throat> different though between vodka and beer. Like yeah. beer, beer puts the tire more than that's the vodka true. does. You know, beer's more social. Yeah, yeah. But just I just I get <laughs> a beer. What? Go ahead. Go ahead and say what you said. No, I was just like, I used to, so I I had some difficult times and I turned to drugs and alcohol and, um, I, you know, I didn't really care about life or anything. And, um, yeah, I, I, I had my first bike. I actually would go, don't do this ever. <laughs> like I was just in a very bad place. I would go, you know, to the bar and close it out. And then 2 a.m. I would get on my motorcycle and I would ride down the freeway Ew. just because, and I, and I was hammered. Like this is before Uber, I assume. Yes. This was before <laughs> Uber. Um, but not before the taxis. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Good point. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I was good, just, man. I was kind of, I think just I was, mentality you were in. I uh, think I was in a place where I just didn't care what happened to me. So, um, well, I think a lot of, a lot of us and a lot of people have been, been there, you know, it's not, it's yeah. not easy and it's not easy to talk about. So thank you yeah. for being able to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I, cause I, I hope, you know, there's also, there was a time, so I've, this is my third time living in Los Angeles. I tried it two other times before. And yeah, I think we talked about that once because I got bummed out when I lived in that shithole too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it wasn't successful. The second time was actually um, 2007 and I was living in a hotel. Like That's why. <laughs> yeah. And there was one day that I was so, I was so depressed that I had my my window open and I was going to jump out of it. Um, and I was and so I called because um, I still had my job, my software engineering job, and like I used their benefits. Like I called the employee assistance program and like talked to somebody. Um, they or they gave me like a, a number for a suicide prevention hotline and I called it and they hung up on me. <laughs> wow! And I, and I, Way to which, go, guys! Which like, which I like. That must I had, have increased the depression a little bit. No, honestly, I like. I had tears streaming around my face, and they hung up on me, and I and I just started laughing, and I was like, seriously. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so then I called back, and I was like, yeah, "You guys hung up on me," and they're like, <laughs> "We're so like." I mean, they were like, "We're so sorry." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they talked me down, and. You know, I got the help that I needed and like started, you know, going to therapy and stuff like that. And, and it's so ridiculous because I got to this point where like, <clears throat> like I was going to jump out of a win. I was going to end my life Jeez. because I couldn't play pretend. Yeah. Like 
that's how the perspective just gets completely dis- out. Wow. Ridiculous it is. And you know, I'm so I'm so fortunate that everything worked out the way it did. So yeah. that so that, you know, I'm I'm enjoying things now. Like Yeah. Um but it was yeah, it was a rough time. It was a rough time. I battled with depression a lot uh through college, late high school, college, really until I was about thirty. And for me, I mean, like my girlfriend in high school broke up with me and I almost drove my car off the cliffs at moonlight, um, literally hit the brakes and slammed into the curb before the, before the cliff, um, last minute. Um, cause I just couldn't see my life going on, you know, like whatever. Yeah. And, uh, my dad passed away in 2007 and my girlfriend, who I loved way more than my high school girlfriend even, uh, broke up with me two years later. And totally different mentality that second time around because I went, well, I lived through my dad dying. Mm. This isn't as bad as that. And I was able to just kind of compartmentalize and deal with it in a way huh. that I couldn't when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it's, you know, it's depression's a weird thing. Cause it, it feeds itself. Yeah. It's hard to break that cycle. You know, it just, it, it's the one thing that, you know, everybody's like, Oh, just fucking get over it. Well, you can't get over you it can. because it, it makes itself worse. Yeah. It just keeps making it worse, making it worse, yeah. making it worse. And it's a very hard spiral to pull out of. Yeah. So you really have to like recognize it, which is hard to do. And then get yourself. Yeah, I, I had to go on medication for a few years. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've done, hours and hours and hours and hours of therapy mm-hmm. and, you know but i'm at a point now where i can deal with my life without yeah, all that stuff right. but it took me 10 15 years mm-hmm. to, to get to a point where i could cope with my life yeah you know to where when my dad died i was able to like get through it yeah but, i was telling you at that party that i had a similar situation to to what you were going through my my uh my father had a stroke um in 2005 i think it was Mm -hmm. 2004 2005 um and uh i went back it was thanksgiving of 2005 i went back to to see him like he had been unconscious in the hospital and stuff and it was like my first time seeing him after that and um it was just really tough to see him, you know, in that really messed up state. And then uh, my girlfriend at the time who I'd been, she was like my first real girlfriend that I'd been with for like five, six years. Um, <clears throat> she, uh, I, I called her up and I said, I gotta, I gotta talk to you. Like it's, it's, I just, it's really hard. This is really messed up. So I met her in like a parking lot and I was just bawling my eyes out and telling her how messed up it was. And she was like, stop. This, this is too much. I can't, I can't hear this. I'm sleeping with our neighbor. What? And I was just like, wow. And worst day ever. It was, that's probably the worst day of my life. Mm. And then, and then, uh, my dad passed away like a year later. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, there was some, that was sort of what predicated a lot of the depression and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough. And, but like you say, uh, now I feel like I have been through that and I have the tools to where, 
stuff just doesn't bother um, you like it used to. Doesn't yeah. bother me like yeah. it used to. It's yeah. all fucking gravy. Well, and the other thing I've learned over time is it's okay to feel bad, mm-hmm. and I should allow myself to feel bad. One of the things that always got me into trouble was trying to pretend I was above feeling bad, and the more yeah. I pushed it down and tried to stuff it down below, then it would just erupt. Mm-hmm. And then when it erupted, I couldn't control it. Yeah. And then I'd be in this nasty spiral that I just couldn't contain. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, you got to remember it's okay. Life throws us curveballs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay to feel it when it happens and, you know, survive it and get through it. And then things will be better tomorrow. <laughs> you know, yeah. if not tomorrow, probably the day after a little bit at a time. Just know that, you know, it's going to go up and it's going to go down. Yeah. Nothing is worth taking your life for. You're going to put, like, the suicide prevention number at the end of this, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. like, with, with, like, with, like, piano music to make it super sad. Yeah. Depression is a serious I'm thing. I'm going to do a whole PSA thing <laughs> at the end go. of this episode. <laughs> if you need Step one, call. hang on. <laughs> wow. Uh so on that note, I was gonna. Good night, yeah. everybody. <laughs> I was gonna be like, "Oh wait, you go first. And then you that happened, and then. Uh, but no, I think that. Uh, thank you for sharing. Yeah, first absolutely. Of all, the that, strongest, most know. amazing people I've ever met have gone through a lot in their lives. Yeah. No, nobody's story. You you don't want to read someone's story that only has you know pictures of sunshine. You know, it's not really. Yeah. it's not that fun. Rainbows are boring. Rainbows rain. are boring. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, no one wishes any kind of ill will on anybody. I know I wouldn't want anyone to be depressed to the point where they felt like that. But the fact that you're here and you're talking about it, I have so much respect for you. Thank Jonathan. you very much. Thank you so much. That. And you too, David. No. Oh. <laughs> um, no, Jonathan, thank you so much for chatting with us. Yeah, no, I've been wanting to do this with you guys for a while now. I'm just I'm really glad it all yeah. worked out. Maybe not so much with Mark, but <laughs> I, I was the only thing I was gonna I was ask I was gonna I was gonna talk about is uh remember that time we did the Miller High Life commercial? Yeah, that was uh, cool. It was. He's like Chris Farley. Farley. Remember, remember the time? Remember the time we, we did, got paid like two thousand dollars? Do you remember when you said you remember when you, with Wendell? Oh, yeah, Wendell. yeah, that was awesome. Love you yeah. take yeah. is equal to yeah. the love you make. I was it, in Thailand. Is when that true? That. I'm like, oh man, yeah, yes. sort of bummed me out when you're on vacation. Okay, I didn't get out. <laughs> That's our show. <laughs> that was a great day. Me and Jonathan Maxwell, we, we bonded. We got paid. We never saw. We the, worked with Wendell. We never saw the photos. Wendell, sorry, Wendell. sorry, sorry. <laughs> I slurred. I know it's Wendell. <laughs> we went to the turf club. That's right. Yeah. But we never saw the goddamn print we, job. We never did. That's so annoying. We Get never, used to it. Mark, that happens all the time. Well, we saw the page. It happens too much, yeah, Kristen. It does. I have, it's bullshit. And, yeah. and we, we need to do, put a stop to this. We go. Because we got the paycheck, people cool. put their time and yeah. effort into doing these things a lot of time without compensation. And we need that stuff to yeah. try and get more work. So copy credit means yeah. like get copy. Oh, oh no, that was a portfolio. Oh no, that was a, a free job. job. Print job. Oh no, that sucks. A big print job. That sucks. I thought you got paid. I'm sorry. I didn't we know. know we, we got we paid. We got paid. Oh, we got paid. Quit your belly. You sign your life away. Do you, you remember what you, what you do with your paycheck? Do you remember? I would probably spend it on booze. <laughs> I have two yeah. commercials that are airing you right did. now. I've only seen one of them. I haven't seen the other one. Then people tell me about it. I don't even own a TV, which is really cliche to say, but I don't. I just don't have enough time. Yeah. So when I get to watch TV, it's a, like a treat. And I literally saw David and I were having lunch. Do you remember this? We're having lunch. We're having Thai food. 
And I'm sitting there and we're watching KOSI. I'm like, oh man, I hope my commercial comes on. I saw Laura Bolin three times on the Valley View commercial. And I was like, where's mine? Three times. She's like, that Laura Bolin's got all the saturation. Oh man, she's yeah, got it. She gets a lot of work. What's with that? Uh, I love seeing her face. Don't get me wrong. I was like, oh, there she is again. Aw. It's <laughs> it her like, really big eyes. They're beautiful. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Yeah. She's She's a pretty cool chick. Yeah. I like her. <laughs> Probably safe to say. Yeah. Um, cool. I was going to tell a story, but now I don't feel like it's appropriate. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Uh-uh. Bring Do us it. back. Do it. Uh, nope. Well, here, I'll tell you what kind of guy you are. I remember what you did with that paycheck because you told me, unless you were lying. You said that you oh. bought your brother like uh, front yeah. row seats to a basketball game or something like that. Yeah. That, oh. um I went to Thailand, but I appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah. yeah so the type of guy you are. I um Yeah, my my brother and I we we have kind of a I I it's is it a weird relationship? We're not we're close, but we're not. Like mm. and like I mean I see him pretty pretty regularly and but uh I never really we never really exchanged birthday presents for like Years, like, mm. may, like, I think it had been like ten years at that point that we did that commercial, mm. and I knew what a huge fan of the Lakers was he was, and um, he he, uh, I yeah, I just I got this crazy idea. Lakers happened to be uh, in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and so for his birthday, I decided to buy three uh, tickets to one of the playoff games of the Lakers, and. It was for me, him, and his son, who I think was like four or five years old at the time. And it was like 14th row or something. It was like really close. And uh, so we go, like, we go to the game and the Lakers are getting slaughtered. (laughs) I mean, they're like 20 points down at like halftime or maybe even like by the third period oh, lake show and it was i was just like oh my god this is the worst present i've ever <laughs> I, I, spent, I spent so much money on Should've this got a blazik and, and i just felt so terrible and then like you know they just they they pulled turn it around they, they pulled it out and they, <laughs> nice. and they came back and they won the game and it was probably the greatest game that my brother's ever seen and he was actually there like oh, cool. in in the crowd for it Nice. So yeah, th- thanks for yeah, mentioning that. I really that. Totally <laughs> forgot. You're about like, that. I don't know. I probably drank it away. I'm like, tell me what you did. That was a leading question, <laughs> yeah. sir. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Mark. Yeah, that was, that was a good. Uh, I try to do good sometimes. Well, I'm going to ask you, Jonathan. How long do you think you've been talking? Don't look uh, at a watch. Don't look at a watch. 45 minutes is no, when you we're, said we're in an hour and 20. Oh, so. that's too long. These podcasts are way too long, Dave. <laughs> so we're going to say goodnight. All right. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Thank you, Jonathan. This episode of the Intellectual Podcast has been brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com has over 100,000 titles for you to download and listen to on your iPad, iPhone, Android, or really any mobile MP3 device that you might have. So if you're into audiobooks and you are looking for the absolute best, show your support for the intellectual by signing up for an Audible trial at audibletrial.com slash T-I-N. That's audibletrial.com slash T-I-N. 
and show your support for the Intellectual Network by signing up for the free trial with Audible.com.